I think you mentioned it in the last podcast for us, but we are back to backing uh, our two podcasts. Uh, so we've just uh, filmed, uh, recorded Thor 2, Dark World. If you haven't listened to that podcast, that was last week. So do make sure you get to listen to that. Um, but we're also at the same time uh, going through Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So we've kind of done some double duty. So I think I need some liquid courage now. I need some liquid courage because I felt a little bit kind of, I didn't, I needed, I just didn't have the energy. I think I need a little bit more energy. So I'm basically, mate, cutting, cutting, cutting short to it. But like... <laughs> <laughs> that was, damn, that was uh, short. That was so short. Um, I'm having myself some <laughs> Viking tribe Highland Park whiskey. I'm about to listen to this. And that is a real good measure, that is. And that's going in right now. Oh. Mm. In the gullet. It's peaty. It is smoky. It's rich. It's got some vanilla essences in there. Really trickles down the throat. Wonderful. Oh, what are you drinking? I have got myself some West Coast Pale Ale. It's called Sundowner. Uh, I've got to give... Um, so we actually know... So Sophie's friend, well, my friend now, my dear friend, um, Will Green. I'm going to do a solid shout out to Will. Uh, he owns a, his own brewery in Whitstable. Whitstable Oyster Company. Um, and it is, honest to God, uh, it's called Sundowner. It has got, contains malted barley, uh, wheat, hops, oats, yeast, water, it's uh here we go here's a little description you ready you ready for this description i'm ready buddy all right you, you better down you better down be um so it says sundowner delivers bold fresh citrus flavors up front is there, is there a reason why you're whispering up front with it a... <laughs> <laughs> you're so, so yeah it was like it was like i'm like oh is he doing this to make it sound sexy or, or is he <laughs> Genuinely trying to be quiet. <laughs> oh, I've had to I'll, lean in. I've, I've physically have lent in with the oh. expectation I'll hear you better. Okay, I apologise. Go on, I'll, give, give us, give us, give us a summary. Of what's going on? I'm, I'm interested. Our listeners right. like to drink. I, I'm sure. Okay, so Sundowner delivers bold, fresh citrus flavours up front with a subtle sweet wafer biscuit malt undertone. And a Moorish bitter finish. Hit, uh, hops include Citra cry, Cryo, Cryo, sorry, Amarillo, Chinook, Chinook, and Columbus and Idaho. So I don't know what this is, but it, it's a <laughs> it's a lot of goodness in a can. You sold, uh, mate. You sold that bit. Oh, it's so well. Are you ready for this AMSR? Like AM, a, whatever the word is. ASMR, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> You ready for the opening of the can? Get ready for this. Yeah. Oh, that is literally the most satisfying sound. <laughs> God, that was... friend it is all about captain america winter soldier um now this is the second captain america film so it is effectively captain america 2 um but it plays into many many storylines it plays into uh quite a bit of what else is going to be happening in phase two as well um so there is a little bit of setup there's some introduction to new characters um there's all kinds of things that happen with this movie but there's there is one particular thing uh, in terms of the introduction of Falcon, um, which is awesome. And I actually completely forgot. 
Ray's <laughs> first film was uh, was this one. Um, but I mate, I I flipping love this movie. I love uh, it. It is. Uh, I I'm going to come straight out of the bat and say this is probably my one of, if not my favorite MCU movie of all time. Really? It's got. Oh, it's got that's it, a big statement. This is incredible. It's an incredible movie. Like the combat scenes, the action scenes alone are some of the best action scenes we've ever seen and going to see. Um, the uh, the writing, the story is one of the best stories we're going to see. The the journey, awesome journey. The characters, the supporting characters are insane. The oh, honestly, it's just and I, it was a feast. It was a three course dinner in a Michelin star oh. restaurant. I nibbled hundred percent. I had a little nibble of the cheesy bites for a starter. Then I went yeah. on to my I, I I devoured my steak and chips. Oh yeah. Um, with a side portion of delicately made onion rings. Num, and, num, then, num. and then I went for the apple crimble grumble for a for a dessert. A little bit of fruity. I totally agree. I totally yes. agree. It, it was it was a three course meal. That's literally what it was of nothing but the finest MCU storytelling. Now this was directed by the Russo brothers. Um, uh, well, there you go. I, I, I think. Oh my God! Do I do I say it with the hopes that I'm right, or do I actually? Do you know what? I'm going to send this out. I'm going to say this out out now. I think this was the first MCU movie that the Russo brothers directed. Okay. Um, I think it is. I don't. I don't. I don't think they did Avengers Assemble because I think that was just Whedon. Mm. They certainly haven't done. I don't think they did Captain America, First Avenger. I am currently trying to race to find out. Yes, you are right. This oh, is it. This is it. Do you know what, mate? That shows so much. Oh. Like the storytelling is so well paced. Um, so the summary. Are you ready? Hello. I'm ready. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you ready? Okay. Here we go. After the cataclysmic events in New York with his fellow Avengers, Steve Rogers, aka Captain America lives in the nation's capital as he tries to adjust to modern times. An attack on a S.H.I.E.L.D. colleague throws Rogers into a web of intrigue that places the whole world at risk. Joining forces with the Black Widow and a new ally, the Falcon, Rogers struggles to expose an ever-widening conspiracy, but he and his team soon come up against an unsuspected enemy. That is a good synopsis. That's a good summary. It's an absolute feast. That was a pleasurable feast. feast. I tell you what, we need an opinion. Okay, so let's give an. Let's Can give. I just ask a oh, okay. I was. I was going to introduce you, but Rachel's I, here. I need <laughs> She needs no intro. She's just fucking wow. straight in. Well, hello, hello. I'm just straight in with my views. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you've not heard of me for eight podcasts. I'm, I'm going straight in with me attitude. All right, <laughs> Ella. You say, oh, you say Falcon again? Falcon. 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 I'll say Falcon. 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 Yeah. Folk. Okay. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a space that you're able to say things out loud, everybody say fa- Falcon. <laughs> Falcon. One, two, three. Falcon. Falcon. So how? Do, hang on. Am I saying it differently? I think you said like Falcon. Maybe it's your like um your synopsis voice. Like, I probably Falcon. Overpronounce the L, maybe you know. Really, Falcon. Right. Uh, give me three words that. Give you give give me three words that describe or your reactions are to Winter Soldier. Go. <gasps> number one. That was number one. Number one. <gasps> oh, that was, yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. Um. 
emo. Emo? Yep, I get He's that. He's got dream emo eyeliner. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Barnes. Um, spoiler. Three. Whoa, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, three. Oh, yeah, I, I can't, I'm not good under pressure. Um, I don't know. I like the mask situation. <laughs> As in you, so this these three words are centered around Bucky Barnes. Oh, right. completely. C- can I just say that? Can, can I, first guest, first. <laughs> if this is the standard, no, no. Wait, well, uh, I was I I had notes, full blown notes for Thor, oh, which okay. I guess that wasn't even. I had full notes for for Dark World. I had yeah. a whole list, and I wasn't able to jump. A couple on. of yours got out. Did you talk about the um, foundation line? No. Shoes. Didn't talk about the shoes. That was such a disappointment. I can't believe that. Um, uh, and the, it was quite, it was quite lady Sif based because I am, um, I forget how much I, I adore that woman. I think we again oh, we need to mention on this podcast. Please just give Lady Sif oh, exactly what she needs, and that's Sif. her own what series or a film. Oh my god. Um, mm. uh, yes, yeah, so I haven't made my list for this one, but I, the, it, I like the masks. You watch this one more than in the I other know, MCU but, movie. But, but, Cap, so Cap has his the above upper face mask, mm-hmm. and Bucky has the the bottom. Like so they're together, mm-hmm. they, they are one. Oh, they are oh, still one. They, they, they make. I, yeah, I like that. I like. Being, I like yeah, that. He's being silenced, isn't he, Bucky? It's, it's he is terrible. being silenced. He's got a muzzle on. He has got a muzzle on. Yeah, they muzzled that yes. dog. They did. Yes. Oh, hello. Oh. I mean, they also had to disguise him, but let's not. Let's, 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 let's split the fact and fiction, shall we? Wasn't everyone new in the cinema who it was? It was. It's painfully. That is one thing. In in terms of a gripe for this movie, it's painfully obvious who that is. In terms of the Winter Soldier, there's no, there's no reveal. There's no like shock horror. So what the question I would pose to you, Rach, whilst whilst we have you, uh, is, um, do you think therefore? If it was obvious to the audience, and essentially we don't need to know, and neither does Captain America need to know that it's Bucky right until the end when when we find out. Therefore, could you argue that a standing actor who looked similar to Bucky but what didn't look similar to Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. would uh, would have actually worked because then the audience wouldn't know, but we wouldn't know none the wiser that it wasn't him anyway. So you think that whole time it should have been some random until the reveal at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looked enough like him to like to, him go- to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but at it could least have been- cover his whole face. Because I think it's it's this bit is very Sebastian Stan. But if you'd have had someone else, he does have very definite, a very definitive look. For- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here come the giggles. Oh. <laughs> Here come the giggles again. I always how much how much of that was him necessarily? How much many of his own stunts does he do? How much of that was actually a complete randomer? Uh I I'm pretty sure I I wanna I wanna say to give Sebastian Stan credit that he did he did as many stunts as he was allowed I'm sure, to. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I'm just I'd I'd like to actually know. Out of out of me and Forest, which, which one? one is Captain America and which one is the Winter Soldier? <laughs> well, oh, okay. There we go. Just interested. Well, if we're talking, well, are I you, told what you. What are you basing it on? Well, you've got. Okay, there's probably two ways we could go. Okay. Hmm. I reckon, in terms of being in the films, in real, in real life. Let's go back. In real life, you're. Bucky Barnes, because you look like Sebastian Stan. I told you this. He looks like Mark Hamill, who looks like Sebastian Mark Stan. Right. Right. Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan. There has been no comparison in any in any world. Is there has been? Are you joking? He could definitely play young Luke Skywalker. I I I take that as a compliment. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying, like, because they say that, like, this is a new TikTok trend. This is a new TikTok trend. She says it's not new. That you, it's like, oh, who's your first crush, and then who did you end up with? So, oh, my first crush was Luke Skywalker, and then I love Sebastian Stan, and you have you have similar. It's the forehead. 
got a similar forehead to Sebastian Stan. So in real life, it's it's you, and then Forrest is Captain America. But I think in terms of <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take Chris Hemsworth. World, I think I think you're you're Chris Hemsworth Evans. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Sorry, we've just yeah. gone from done Thor. Thor. I'm yeah. still in yeah. Thor mode. He was just yeah. generally Chris like, Evans. I will take Chris Hemsworth. We will all take Chris Hemsworth. We'll do it together. We can do it. Um, this first 20 the, minutes is, cra- the, is crazy <laughs> for this podcast. All, all I'm thinking just about right now out. is the editing time. <laughs> so I think in in the actual film, we, you would be Cap and Forrest would be Bucky because, because Forrest is definitely giving me more like brooding, emotional, dark vibes. Mm. Going straight into the beginning of the movie, Mm. he has a little book of of things that he needs to check out and see or learn about. Like he he is learning with the times. And I actually really, really love that. And it's not actually kind of heavily spoken about. It's very subtle. Like you see the fact that, yes, he's come from being frozen for, you know, 50 plus years and he's technically in his 90s. He's He could quite easily have gone, no, I'm going to stay in my old ways. And, you know, this is the way that I am, blah, blah, blah. Which is actually, if you want to look at juxtaposition, why don't you, if you haven't watched uh, Forrest, I know, I don't think you have actually... The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, I have not, and a lot of people have keep telling me. Oh my a lot of people gosh! Keep me. Every, all right, if you haven't, if you're an MCU fan, peeps, you will be a Boys fan. All right, um, and it plays into kind of the juxtaposition. There's this character called Soldier Boy who is effectively Captain America, um, who is who doesn't change, um, and then he comes back into a modern world, and he's he's just horrid, a horrible person. And you see Captain America and you're like, he gets it. He gets it. So I paused the screen mm-hmm. uh, just because I was nosy or a little bit nosy to see what Steve uh, is looking to learn about um, more. He's got yeah. the, uh, so at the top of this page, he's got I Love Lucy, which is the movie, which also is represented in WandaVision at some point through the kind of the Ooh, 50s nice. TV show thing. Uh, the yeah. moon landing, so he wants to check out the moon landing. He's put okay. in Berlin Wall, in brackets, up and downs, oh, wow. which is sad. Um, you've got Steve Jobs. He wants to check out Steve Jobs, and in brackets, he's put Apple. Um, Pisco. Pisco? Pisco? <laughs> P-I-S. I'm sure it's not Pisco. I haven't, I haven't looked at this. I'm going to Google it. No, it looked like it looked like a, like a pig. <laughs> right, Rachel's just going to be an ongoing threat during. <laughs> it 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 might be a drink that he wants, which is uh, which is a colourless or yellowish amber brandy, Ooh, uh, which is made within the the regions of Chile and Peru. Or it might be disco, and he's misspelled it, or needs to get uh, calligraphy classes. Um, he wants to try out Thai food. He's put Star Wars in, which I think is really fun. Uh, nice. He's also put in, this is my favourite one. No. <laughs> right, right. I've, sorry, Matt. I've got, to, I've got to intervene very quickly. <laughs> so your new microphone is picking up everything that's going on in that kitchen. And right, oh. now, <laughs> right now, it sounds like cooking with Matt. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Rachel, you're you're still featured in the podcast because you're currently uh, featured in what you've currently made. What have you made? Peanut butter on toast, everybody. If anybody that's intrigued, while I was listing through the interesting Easter eggs uh, for you all, if you're all thinking, "Oh, I wonder what Rachel's making," because it sounds interesting. Well, she simply just made peanut butter on toast, everybody. Sorry, Matt. You you carry on, mate. Carrying on with the, with what's on the book, um, this is my favourite bit. The, he wants to check out Nirvana, Nirvana, and he's put in brackets the band. Uh, he's also put Rocky, and in brackets Rocky Two question mark. He loves um, a bracket. Yeah, and then Sam suggests him to listen to Marvin Gaye's uh, uh, Travel Man, I think, uh, album. Uh, so he adds that to the list as well. I just thought it was just a nice little thing to look into to see what Steve Jobs is. Steve Jobs, Steve Rogers is looking at. Uh, but yes, that's how we start the movie. And I actually really love the beginning. What do you think about it, mate? 
absolutely oh, honestly the whole way through I thoroughly enjoy myself love the intro to Sam um, I didn't quite realise in the same fashion that it was quite so instantaneous at the start of the film mm. um, I do feel that uh, one of the pacing issues with the film is that Sam becomes a very good friend to uh, uh, Captain America very quickly but this is because I'm probably not taking in the fact that this isn't set over a few days and out of any of the films this is definitely set over quite a long period of time um, but yeah I, I do feel there was a couple of times where I was a bit like mm. uh, after, after Iron Man and Thor it's odd to adjust to a superhero who's not relying on otherworldly or technical elements so That's it's quite, so true. It's quite yeah. It's quite a naturalistic, even though because his superhero elements are literally on the whole just kind of you know super strength. It's it's all quite on the surface level superhero. Um, yeah. Although they do his shield suddenly becomes a lot more interesting in this film. Um, he kind of does some special moves with it that he, he hasn't quite done before. But on the whole, yeah, it was quite interesting to go from Thor, go from Iron Man, straight to this. I, I agree, because this, this was the first film in the MCU when I, was, when I watched it for the first time that I, I discovered that there were tones to each super each superhero movie. Like, um, Iron Man was your, yeah, tech, traditional superhero uh, kind of uh, blockbuster movie. Thor was your fantasy, uh, and then Captain America was your kind of like actions, almost like spy, not quite, but like you know, hard hitting, even mature uh, movie, right? Mm. And then you've got, and then it goes into Guardians, and Guardians really played up with comedy before Thor went into sort of Taika Waititi's versions. Um, and then you sort of see these tones being played out, and particularly with with this one, it was a darker tone compared to the first Captain America. Like there, there was there was some um, real kind of like human narratives being played through political conflicts, um, morality conflicts as well against a kind of like you know again the, the kind of using military stuff and 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 and. Uh, shield not being the shield that Captain America thought they were and um, but yeah but we kind of like go straight into this sort of like uh, mission with Captain America and he's got he's with his uh, strike force team um, and they go to a, uh, a ship and even even this action scene alone do you know right and instantly as soon as it started because it starts very stealth stealth dri- driven right I immediately mm. thought of Splinter Cell have you ever played a Splinter Cell? That's what I. That's exactly oh, it. God. Exactly it. Yep. Absolutely love Splinter Cell games. I think they are the best stealth games out there. Um, I put Call of Duty as well. It's a bit of a Call of Duty nod. Nod it. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty knob. Yeah, that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, yes, the yeah. I thought that whole scene was it was incredible. Like the first combat scene, very like very very good standard combat scene straight off the bat. There, uh, kind of laid the foundation for that for others. Then we, so after this all this mission's done, um, we go to the brand new Shield headquarters. I think this is the first time we've seen a new headquarters. If I'm it correct, is. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Triskleon. Yep, I believe. Um, yep. And I've and put a. This is a special uh, tick uh, for the attention to detail department. Um, so the cinematographers out there so I love the attention to detail so being in the lift so the first time they're in the lift and they're going down in the lift and we uh, so I think it's Nick Fury and Captain America and we see the detail in the background and it goes lower and lower so normally what happens you, you'll see a lot in film and TV they cheat it they have a lift and it's kind of like either you're literally just in a lift um, and there's no glass or if there is glass then the glass the glass is there but it's kind of got just the same background in the back 
so they don't have to be moving. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas in this one, you can see the outside getting lower and lower and lower until they get to the floor, and then they go in the tunnel before they then see Operation Insight. It's just, Look at that. It's, it's, it's Look just, at you noticing that, my friend. It's just divine just to see them getting oh. lower and lower. Genuinely, the outdoors, you know, coming down with them. It looked quite looked very effective. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it just goes to show attention to detail with this movie. Um, and it's this is at that point in the scene where we have Captain America and uh, Nick Fury having an argument, again, about the same old issues. S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't the S.H.I.E.L.D. that Captain America was envisaging, in, envisaging and um, there's still a bit of trust, issue, trust issues between... I think the whiskey's hit me, mate, quite Ooh. quickly. Um, there's trust issues between Captain America and Nick Fury. And Nick Fury says this particular line that I quite enjoy. He says, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye, uh, which is already a tease to kind of what might be happening with Captain America or Captain Marvel, sorry, um, which I love. Um, and again, it kind of throws in kind of the the conflict is already there. Nothing's been resolved. It's not like, oh, we're best friends again. No, we're on the same side. No, they're still kind of, this. there are un, unsureties uh, against kind of what Cap's doing. Yes, I'm fine to be working with you, S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, what's the, what's the end game here? Ha ha, you know. Um, and then, yeah, Nick Fury goes down the list with him and he shows him. And then, boom, you see a huge warehouse full of ships, tanks, armoured vehicles, they are quite clearly preparing for another attack. It's called Project Insight. Um, then we go, we jump to the Smithsonian for the first time. Uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but basically uh, a museum, uh, Captain America Museum, which is quite fun. That's that's a really fun bit. We see Bucky Barnes mentioned at the museum. Um is this is it, I'm I'm interested to know if this is the same museum in where the Stark Expo is as well. Is it within that kind of plot? Um, I I don't think I don't know if it is to be honest, but I, I I'm interested to know if anybody does know that. But this museum set within where the expo usually is taking place, um, just because they they come back to that museum I think in a later movie as well. I don't know mm. which one, but I think they do. Um, but yeah, they do, don't they? they? So they 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 sort of Captain America sneaks in, and and what again? It's great because it gives the the, the audience member that hasn't seen any of these movies beforehand a quick context into what has happened beforehand. So nobody is lost here, you know. Nobody's playing catch up on asking questions in the cinema, like. Yes, absolutely. And then um, I think we move on a bit because. I've just put the words Peggy, old woman. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah, Peggy's an old woman. So we go and see... Well, A, yeah, we find out she's alive, which I think... Yep. First time we know she's alive. Um, uh, am I right in saying that? First time we know she's alive? Uh, yeah, it's the first time we see her, isn't it? Mm. In it, yeah. In, yeah, it is. Yeah, because um, she's in. She's interviewed in 1952 in the museum, isn't she? And it cuts. Yes. To her as an old lady. Yeah. And then we. So and then and then Peggy reve- well reveals that she helped found, found uh, Shield. Um yep. So hence which leads Fury. into her series, doesn't it? Yeah. That leads into her series. Absolutely. Um, which kind of gives us a further idea. It takes us back all the way back to phase one where we were talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. and what did S.H.I.E.L.D. know? What did Nick Fury already know about certain things? Um, and it kind of goes, you go, oh, okay, so Nick Fury was aware of uh, was aware of um, Steve Rogers uh, so much because of what was um, what was what would have been said by Peggy. Yeah. And uh, my first kind of gripe, mate, really, is how they shot Peggy, old Peggy, in this. Mm. Um, did you notice that it was like a weird deep fake situation going on? I did. <laughs> yes, I did notice. I think that. I, that's what I think what happened because there was some, there was mouth itch issues basically when she was kind of acting. There was some wonderful acting going on, but it just wasn't syncing up with what was being heard and that the, the movements of the mouth weren't quite right and i don't know whether it was cgi but i think actually it might have been an old an actual old lady 
who isn't Hayley Atwell being physically there and then they just kind of like CGI'd Hayley Atwell's face on top of this old lady and tried to like merge it. Yeah. And it yeah, it did have a strange Yeah. And which is weird because um later on in the film we see Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes and we see Steve prior to him becoming Captain America. Um and actually that is done incredibly well compared to the first film. Just that yeah, little yeah, scene. Yeah. It looks yeah. much better than the first scene. Uh, first yeah, film. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, I did see that. Very very, very obscure. Um and then yeah, and then we flip forward um because guy Oh yeah, yeah, this was a particular moment that I quite enjoyed because this, this felt to me like a real mo- like a moment you could imagine would happen if we lived in this world, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. um it was a guy um on the shield and his name escapes me. He's on the board of shield. I'm sure he'll be on uh hang on, do course. As always, they're never on the gas list. Do you remember? Do you know what? The, do you remember what the guy's name was? And he was like the head of, ah, oh, is it Bernard Bernard White? Is the actor Councilman Nagendra Singh? Maybe. I don't know. It's um one basically a member of uh, a member of Shield um is talking and he asks and uh, I think must be. Nick Fury for Iron Man for his niece's birthday party. Right, okay. And it's just like it's like a blink and you miss it scene, but I just love the idea. So he goes, Oh, well, yeah, we'll do this, but can you make sure that Iron Man, you know, uh, makes a, a flying visit to my niece's birthday party um, and, and make sure that he, he talks to her as well or something? I just, yeah. I, don't, I love that because it's so realistic for what. If you were working in Shield, you'd absolutely be like, "Oh yeah, can um, you know me? Uh, my sister's fifteen this week, so if we could, if you could just get, if you could just get Captain America, just say hello. That'd be lovely. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I think that 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 must have happened. Like, like you can see, yeah, like you say, like you can see it happening. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like like Nick, like um, Nick Fury's going. Sorry, Tony, you've got to, you've got to go and see Jessica's. Ninth birthday party, and it's like, oh man, yeah. uh, and he just turns up, probably at half pissed, and like shoots a glass. Well, as we yeah. know from as we know from the latest Iron Man, we know what he would actually do, wouldn't we? He would just remotely take his take one of his suits, <laughs> and so That's one exactly of the marks would just turn up at the party. He'd be all the way in his like mansion. And just be going like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And he's like sipping on a tequila at his house. Love and life. So at this point, Nick Fury, they are uh, there's very much belief uh, within Shield, but they only got this belief because they're Hydra. Um, hashtag no spoilers. Um, they believe that Fury hired the pirates onto the uh, boat in the initial co- uh, action scene um, in order uh, to was it in order to get the data? I think it was, wasn't it? It's all, yeah. all centered towards this data that uh, they're worried. They're worried that Nick, that Nick's privy to um, the I. So two bit, three bits actually. So I love the car, car bit with Nick Fury. I then love the flat bit with Nick Fury. So when he sat in Steve Rogers's flat, that is very that's that's brilliant. And he uses his phone to tell him what he's really trying to say. Uh, and then I love the lift moment. Uh, and the lift mm-hmm. moment is after uh, the apparent death of Nick Fury, and he's in the lift, um, and uh, Captain America kind of has, but basically it all goes pear shape, and the whole everyone of comes is in at once, him. don't they? Yeah, mm. it becomes more and more suspect that each level they get to, each floor, 
more people come in and, and then there's more agents that come in and he kind of like clocks that ah ha something's about to go down and he kind of he has a wonderful line it was like um just beforehand he said if you want to get out get out now yeah yeah are we um when are we gonna get this like yeah if you're gonna get out get out now and then is it like when are we gonna get this started or something Something, something yeah, yeah, about yeah. starting Before it, yeah. we get this started, does anybody want to get out? I That's think something it. like that. That's it. Like, yeah. What's great, he gives somebody the opportunity for a get out, which I thought, which I love. I absolutely love that. Um, but it's a great sequence. Well, again, fight sequence in such a tight space as well. How they managed to choreograph that, how they managed to put that all in together. And as well, shooting that must have been an absolute pain in the ass. Um, but it looked fab. It looked so mm. good. And then he kind of like, he managed to take everybody out. And then with a shield, he barges out of the lift, jumps out of the window and goes through another window, straight down into another set of floors. Um, and then then it's like from that moment, the um, movie hits a different pace. It doesn't become a kind of like uh, spy mission. It becomes a chase film now. It's about, you know, this guy's yeah, a fug- yeah, yeah. fugitive. These are now the bad guys. The, the the kind of division is set, isn't it? You go, oh, okay, cool. We're on Cap's side here. Cap's a vigilante, effectively, okay, and Shield or Hydra, whoever. No one cares now at the moment. You know, are after him. Um, and and I think this film was like so good in the sense that it does what very few Marvel films manage to do, which is uh, have the duration of the action scenes just right. Like yes. so many films, yeah. like as we saw with Thor last week, is they kind of um, like some of the action, the action scenes can go on just a little bit too long, um, and whereas this just paces them just right. Like we just get enough of it. Okay, that's happened. Okay, we're on to the next one. Done. I like yeah. it. Um, and it so- and it goes wonderfully as well into this next bit. So we then uh, with uh, also you know Natalia Romanoff is also on the run as well with Cap. Um, and they go back to Cap's old training zone and they find the first base of S.H.I.E.L.D. So where S.H.I.E.L.D. set up, uh, they go back to the original place and within that, then they find uh, Zola. Zola is back. back. I've oh. been love this bit so much. So Zola, hello, you all right? Yeah. Zola. <laughs> Had <laughs> a minor crash. Solar yeah. <laughs> becomes an algorithm effect. Well, a, well, a piece of data that is controlling uh, the algorithm and can detect past. Well, uses past events to predict to predict the future of what might happen with future targets. So, from a Hydra perspective, they try and find different targets and who might be a threat, and they take them out through the help of Zola's algorithm. Um, so good. I wish there was more of it. I wish there was kind of just, I don't know whether they put in that as a, as a, a longer antagonist, you know, does Zola come? Mm. I know Zola, Zola does come back in the what if series, but I mean, in the canon of MCU, you know, it it would have been so good to have that as a kind of like main story arc as a threat, just something database that isn't physically there. How do you, how do you beat that? I think, yeah, absolutely. Like the tiniest of gripes would be that to to bring him back like that and only use him for two minutes did seem like a little bit of a kind of. Well, actually, I'd have thoroughly enjoyed having him for a lot longer than that. Toby Jones is an absolute legend. Like he's oh, he's, 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 he's give, a mate. Give him any bit of script. Character of Zola is is great. Like, I I love that. Um. Yeah, so that that them them finding out that and and speaking as though is is amazing. Um, we then find out, although, because I'm trying to think, what do we know this? So I think we find out for the first time, and Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I'm talking about just through the films. Is this the first time we realise that Tony Stark got killed by Hydra? Tony Stark. Yes. No. Howard Stark. Howard Stark. 
Um, I think so. Yes, I think that is the first point. Yeah, you're right, bro. Because he, they they say Howard Stark, um, someone else as well, wasn't it? There's well in the in the photo room. There's um in the uh, shield room. You got a photo of Howard Stark, Peggy Carter, yeah. and our friend Tommy Lee Jones. Um, is featured on there. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they yeah. So that, that was quite that was quite interesting. I think that's the first time we know we hear of that. Obviously, mm. we know how it's like got long gone, but we, I don't think we quite know how. Um, Zola taught Hydra how to read a digital book to predict futures. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh yeah, and then so Project Insight. The reason why it's called Insight is it kills people who have an insight. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it has an the AI has intelligence. Um, it can have insights to people in in which it would know who is going to be against Hydra and who is not. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 and this is what I mean by this film. I think we've just had uh, so we've had Thor uh, and we had what did we have before Thor? We had Iron Man. Iron Man. Yep. Um, so we've had a we had a lot of science and 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 I think there's been quite a lot of difficult to understand moments in in the phase so far. But what is quite nice about this film is they explain it in really nice terms that's easy to understand. I didn't mm-hmm. f- feel like any moment during this film did I think, oh crap, I don't actually know what they're on about, or I find this I'm finding this difficult to understand. Um, mm. And that I'll and really, I did appreciate that. And that is all down to the pacing of the Russo brothers and the way they put this together. Like, like you say, the action sequence are timed so well against the dialogue. The they're needed. They're um, they're justified. Um, if we could kind of like go from kind of you know skipping forward a little bit, but like you know Falcon gets these um, his, his equipment, his his wings. Um, we get uh, we apprehend uh, the. Uh, Hydra, well, the shield agent, that's a Hydra uh, agent in disguise, talks about um, Project Insight and also mentions Doctor Strange for the first time. So that's the first time we hear of Doctor Strange in an MCU movie. We know that's incoming at the time as well. Um, And we don't actually get that film until technically two years after from that film was first released. Um, and then we we go we move on a little bit, and um, we have a big uh, one of the final massive combat scenes is they are so there's a lot of weapons that are designed to kill all of the people that Project Insight has has targeted uh, as people who are against Hydra or whatever it might be, and all of these weapons are pointing at these various people. Um, and then it is up to Captain America, Black Widow, uh, and a few others, uh, Falcon as well, um, to. Oh my god, that was incredibly loud. That was hideously loud. Um, that was. You're right. Matt's opening a whiskey. He's. Uh, you hear that? Oh. I heard, yeah, sneeze followed by drink. That is always the... Yep, pollen's up. Get the whiskey out, people. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Look behind you, mate. (laughs) Sorry, Forrest. You were, you were, you were... You were deep diving straight away, my uh, friend. You were yeah. you were in the middle of deep diving. I was deep diving all over the shot there, mate. Um, but yeah, and so the weapons are all pointing to people uh, from pro- that project insight as uh, targeted, and it's their job to redirect them so they point at the weapons. It's all a bit weird because they're pointing out the weapons, the weapons are pointing at other people. So they're all trying to redirect this thing, um, which is a great little combat scene. But, uh, or not but, but, and um, Bucky Barnes finally starts to grasp who Captain America is uh, and um, 
basically uh, Barnes stops himself killing Captain America Caps, but Captain America falls because the ship is absolutely crashing crashing mm. and burning so and we get Captain America sinks into uh, yeah into water and he's and he starts to drown in water right and it, the way they sh- they've shot it and they've shown it I kind of felt like at any minute a James Bond theme tune was about to rock out 100% there was quite there's quite a few James Bond nods in this yeah, quite oh, a yeah. Few. it was quite a spy movie in terms of, I think they must have taken a little bit of inspiration from it because there was tones of that that's for mm-hmm. sure a but like that, that's the thing there was conflicts during that bit the whole time because Cap was trying to get uh, Winter Soldiers uh, to, to remember that he's Bucky and all that kind of stuff and I, do you know what mate I got a bit upset because I was like I know I, 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 if I was in Cap's shoes right mm. And like Rachel says, if you're Bucky, right? And if, if I said to you, Forrest, Forrest, you're not the witness. Forrest, it's you, Forrest. It's not the witness. You're not the witness. Soldier, you're Forrest. And you'll be like, the hell is Forrest? I'm like, oh my God. All those memories, all the yeah. podcasts we've done beforehand, <laughs> like all the, all, the, all of the times that we've had together as friends, like all gone potentially. And you can't remember that? Like I, I was like, oh. I'm a little bit caught up about this. Like, he's oh, just his best friend. All he wants, all he wants, is his best friend back because his best friend, all of his friends, anybody he knew, lived in World War Two in 1945, and yet here he is standing in front of them. It's like, oh my god, there's literally one other person in the world that understands where I'm coming from, and yet they don't recognise me. And he reiterates a line. Um, from we see a flashback, and Barnes says, "Does it is something like I'm with you to the end of the line or something, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. And then and then Cap says it, uh, says it to Barnes, just yeah. as he goes to smack him in the face, and he went, "Look, are you going to kill me? Because I'm with you to the end of the line." And yeah. that, and then you see you see that, don't you? He goes, "Oh, oh yeah, I know yeah. that. I know what you said there." I'm like, it's "Oh, good. hello." And then it's a, it is a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful mm. moment. And with um, that, then Winter Soldier gets him out of the, the ocean. No, he saves him. He does. Pokemons saves our wonderful cap. Um and yeah, and then from there we, we start to we get to the end. What we haven't mentioned, uh, and I've got I've gotta do a special shout out, is actually Black Widow and Captain America. This I think is magic. I think that's yep. magical. There's they they're, they're there is no shoehorned romance. There is no shoehorned love. Uh, you can kind of take from it what you want to take from it. Really, it's got it's left quite open what they're exploring over the film. Is it, are they just mates, or is there a little bit more, or is there a little bit I, more from I one get, side? I I don't know if it's just because they have really good chemistry as actors, but I I just got the sense that there was a hell lot of chemistry going between the between those two characters, and I thought. I thought something was going to happen between them. And I mm. actually, I think something did during the blip. Uh-huh. I I feel like within those five years of the mm. blip happening and them two being together, I'm like, they have bound to have hooked up. Come yeah. on, really? Yeah, of course you would. Do you know, do you know where I, I think you'll be able to find that? Where's that? Fanfiction.net, mate. <laughs> Oh, you read my mind. <laughs> you, 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 you're you, reading my mind, Forrest. You damn well know. You damn well know. Uh, but yeah, I, no, I genuinely really enjoyed that. I think that, that that relationship within the film was explored perfectly, written perfectly. The fabulous little scenes they had together was great. On-screen chemistry, great. Acting, great. Everything. Loved it. Um, and then it kind of ends with um, we get uh, Sam Wilson. We said his name was in the end, didn't we? Sam Wilson. So we get Sam Wilson uh, and Steve. Oh, stood there and kind of Steve's looking at this fo- uh, this folder uh, all about Bucky Barnes. And uh, Steve basically says, "You're going to go after him, aren't you?" Uh, and then I think I think. Um, 
pretty sure Steve says like you don't have to come with me or so, or something like that. Uh, and then and then that's it. That's into the main film. Then ceases to be. Yeah, and we get another two end credit sequences. We we do we do indeed. <laughs> Which is crazy because like, I just I don't know I don't know whether they just kind of overplay it a little bit, but like equally, um, it does further the plot. So they are needed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Though, so first one, uh, it's mid mid credit scene where we're with Hydra, um, and we meet. Who do we who do we meet, Matt? We meet two special characters. Oh, we meet Quicksilver, and we meet none other than Wanda Maximoff. And at this Yet point... Yet to become Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. Uh, at this point, Wanda is like... It, people would have been like, oh yeah, Wanda, that's great. But I, no one would have known how far they would have taken Wanda at this point. No, it's amazing. Cause... And that shot of her as well, just, I was looking at kind of what she was doing and I was like, gosh, she looks really young. She, she looks really, really young. young. That, like, really, really young. She and must now, have been so... in her real early 20s then. Just, just in her twenties, because she's younger than we think, mate. She's younger than us. Well, she's, younger, act- she's definitely younger than. She's younger than me. Not the actress. We're talking about the the thing. No, I'm pretty sure she's. This, You're, the, Matt, mate, are you having are you having an off day? One the the woman who plays Wanda. Elizabeth Olsen. You reckon Elizabeth Olsen is younger than you are? Yeah, I think so. No, mate. Absolutely not. Do not believe it. No. Shit in hell. Hang on, when were you born? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I keep no, she she is. Oh, it's, oh, okay. She was born in 1989. She's 33 years old. No, that is... Oh my god! Like she's older than me. I thought she was younger than me. She's only just older than me. Christ! I just I thought she was just a really attractive older woman. That you thought she mad. was older than that? You thought oh, she was yeah, older than that? Mate, I thought she was like in her forties. Elizabeth Olsen. I did not. I totally didn't realize that she like in especially in this film. So you're right. She would have been in her, in her early twenties. Yes, yeah, she would have. Christ alive, mate. I thought Elizabeth Olsen was in her 40s. Um, in the final scene, we see, after the credits, we go back to the lovely museum of Gap, um, and we we see the board of uh, Bucky Barnes, um, and then uh, we see the camera flips around, and in a hooded outfit, we see Bucky Barnes. And it is... We do beautiful moment yes we do we see him he's he's alive he's well i say he's well he's he's looking for answers to what you can see in that one stare that he gives as it cuts to black but again it leaves in it leaves things open it's furthering the story it's furthering a narrative i like it it's good it got literally mate this film was absolutely epic so just to wrap up Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, I'm gonna give this on Ooh. like out of quavers. Yep. Like three quarters. Like it's so so nearly to the brim. Oh mate, I would I, you know I, mean? I for me there's only two crisps like out of the bag. And that's for that yeah. small small grievance I had. I can't remember what the yeah. grievance was now. <laughs> Cause it's, honestly, I feel like we've been here for ten hours. <laughs> But, but it's more grievance. We are never doing a back-to-back yeah. podcast oh my God. ever again. Not not this ever later, again. No, mate. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Honestly, being, being with you on the other side is the most joyous occasion Wee. I've ever had. I, I love you dearly, anyway, man. Oh, mate. But by God, doing this back-to-back is an absolute Never stretch. again. But Absolute there is a re- there is a reason though, isn't there? Like oh, so, 100%. Give, tell before we move into the reason. What's your what would you you'd you'd agree with that three quarter bag? Yeah, three uh, quarter. Yeah. Just a little bit, uh, maybe a bit fuller for me. A bit fuller for yeah. me. 
Nice. So, um, but I think yeah, absolute top. I love the film. I think we it's loved it. Incredible. We absolutely loved it. Really, really good film. I um, can we agree that it is the best one that we have, you yeah. know, watched oh, so far by a, by a country mile. This is the yeah. best best Marvel film we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's and it's for me, it is only getting better because My, then it. Oh, go on, the, go on. You say it. What's the, the next one? The next one we're gonna see is Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I am can't believe we're here already, mate. Oh man, oh, no. <laughs> uh, we are racing through these, but we really fair, are. After Phase Two, I suggest we'll, we'll get in our little armchair and we'll go right. Let's start with a couple of TV series. Let's shake might, it up, my friend. We'll, we'll go to a bit of DC. We could even do a wild card, and then we'll come back to the MCU. Yeah, I, I love think. that. Um, we'll give it because otherwise we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna be at the present day in the MCU universe before we know it. Otherwise, so yeah, we absolutely. Will, um, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy next. Can't wait! I cannot wait. But yes, as we were kind of saying, like going back to it, the reason why we've done back to back podcasts is because we're we're very busy. We've got lots of things going on. And life things going on at the same time. One particular life thing that is going on with me is team. I'm going to Disneyland Paris in a couple of weeks. And uh, by this time this podcast is out, I should be on my merry way. So hopefully just keep on. If you're not following us on Instagram or Twitter, make sure you do um, at don't be a hero podcast. Okay. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to be taking over the Instagram account. Okay. And I'm going to be doing all kinds of, MCU uh, related posts. The uh, Avengers Campus is opening on the day after I get to uh, Disneyland, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, so I'm just going to take it over, my friends, and I'm just going to throw out as much things as possible. I really want to meet Iron Man. I'm just desperate. I'm just oh, fucking desperate. Gosh. But in in kind of like um, uh, in, in in celebration of Disneyland Paris. Um, I am going to do a bit of fan fiction that's related to MCU and Disney uh, characters at the same time, if I can find it. And it has got to do with Elsa, Queen Elsa from Frozen and Steve Rogers. Okay, Uh, so this is. um, Oh, this is this. I cannot wait to read this. It's only a short page. Okay, uh, but this is from Captain Elsa on fanfiction.net. Okay, so shout out to you, Captain Elsa. What a name. Um, it is called Cupcakes. Forrest, my friend, are you ready for this? I am so fucking ready for this. Okay. Elsa was at Steve's apartment that weekend. It was around four in the afternoon in October. Music was playing softly and the drapes were closed. Elsa was in the kitchen making the cupcakes and was almost putting the red, white and blue frosting on them. It would be a sweet surprise for Steve. He should be back in a few minutes. He told her, so uh, she told herself half an hour ago when his mission had ended that he'd be here soon. So he checked her iPhone and constantly looked for the time. Then the front door struggled to open. Elsa looked just in time to see Steve come in through the door and shut it behind him. Elsa, you're here? He said, noting the music. Uh, Yes, Captain America, I'm in the kitchen. You should come see what I've made for you. Elsa said as she finished uh, putting through the last bits of frosting on the last cupcake. How'd your last mission go? She said, adding the star to the shaped sprinkles, adding to the star-shaped sprinkles. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I need to do. I need to do my Captain America accent. Uh, what is? What is it? It's like that, isn't it? Right. Okay. Uh, uh, it was okay. Nothing big, really. Just a quick stop in DC, and I went to. Uh, I went with Natasha and Clint. He shrugged off his leather jacket and slipped off his shoes, and he came into the kitchen. He wrapped his arms around Elsa's waist and kissed her neck tenderly and breathed in the scent of her hair. Oh, dodgy. Anyway, Elsa looked a bit, but. Elsa took a bite of the cupcake and it melted in her mouth. Mmm, cupcakes, he said. And she could feel him smiling. Try one. They're so good. Elsa let him have a bite of one of, of one that she was holding. 
and he chewed as he closed his eyes and made a hmm noise. I mean, you nearly had me at, ooh, dodgy. <laughs> anyway, hmm, noises. Oh, tastes like freedom. Oh, tastes like freedom. Elsa couldn't stop herself from giggling. And then for a bit, and then a little bit of frosting got on her lip, and she didn't notice. Steve tried to point it out, but Elsa didn't get it. Elsa gave him a, what, look. Uh, you've got some frosting there. Um, can I get it for you? Elsa nodded. Steve kissed her where the frosting was on her lips. Then Elsa... (laughs) Then Elsa... Oh, fucking hell. I can't... (laughs) Kissed him up where the frosting was. (laughs) Oh, I'm literally, I'm literally crying. Okay. Then Elsa kissed him back. His hands caressed her face and brushed her blonde hair. Elsa put some frosting on his lips and kissed him, and he invited her into a sweet French kiss. Oh. May we? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is this is the content I'm after. Oh yes. Elsa moaned with pleasure and completely melted from her head down to her toes. Some people were really worth melting for (laughs) clearly it was by far the sweetest kiss the two of them had shared wow wow she said when they broke apart he nodded agreeing Elsa's heart raced wildly you should take some cupcakes You you should make some cupcakes more often I can't argue with that Steve leaned in for another kiss, and Elsa savoured the sweetly blissful kiss scene. Oh, that, could you, who was the writer again on that one? That is Captain Elsa on fanfiction.net. Captain Elsa, honestly, I think. Beautiful. Up to, that is my favourite of the fanfictions we've had so far. Captain Elsa, I'm a big fan. It was a lovely description in there. Uh, lovely, lovely cupcaking. Lovely cupcaking. Absolutely beautiful. Honestly, honestly um, it's got me really, genuinely, really excited to go to Disneyland. And I know what's going to happen is that I've got such an early start on the the Wednesday that this pod like, podcast uh, actually comes <laughs> comes out comes out. Um, so I'll be listening to this on the uh, train in uh, to Disney. So I, I cannot wait to listen to that, and it's going to get me in the Disneyland feeling now of of Elsa and Captain America getting it on with some cupcakes. Um, I've uh, never watched Frozen. Uh, Can we get a, an age check on Elsa? You've never watched Frozen. <laughs> never. No. Forget the no, age check. You've never watched Frozen, mate. Come on. <laughs> I've never watched I've never watched Frozen in my life, mate. You need you need to watch Frozen, my friend. Yeah. That's that. Okay. Listeners, if you, you need to petition about this now, okay? You need to send in emails or or at least just at us on any social media stream that we're on and tell Forrest that we need to review Frozen or and Frozen Two maybe as well. Um, I mean that would be a very a very big departure from the city. No, I, yeah, I'm I'm down, mate. I'm down. I'm to- I am <laughs> absolutely. It's down kind of that. a hero movie. Okay, age check. Yeah, that's age check. That. So Let's how be... old is how old is Elsa? Have we ju- have we just read out possibly the most inappropriate Romeo and Juliet story we've ever heard of in my life? Eighteen, no, twenty-one. That's twenty-one. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. That's a, that. That's a relief. Otherwise, I'd have to find something quick, and I would have been mightily disappointed if they saw us on the podcast right now. Thank God, mate. 
the anger I would feel if you managed to get us shut down before Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd be absolutely steaming. That would be okay. absolutely standard. Oh, love that. Oh, like, there you go, my friends. Oh, what a man. wonderful way to finish. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, have have a have a whirl of a couple of days, mate. We um, we got to do one of these in the same room at some point, mate. We do. Let's let's figure that out. Let's find a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Need to get one of these in the same room. Um, please do email us. Don't be a hero podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, let us know your thoughts, your feelings, your gripes, your happiness, uh, any co- comedy moments. If you generally what you've been up to, really, yeah. as well. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just yeah. Please do drop us an email. Um, we've got a couple trickling through, but it will be. It's always lovely to hear from you. Um, jump on our Instagram, uh, Instagram. Jump on our Twitter, um, and let us know where else we should be in the social media world. Would you like us on Facebook? Yeah. Would you like us on? You know, Bob from Belgium. Is there a particular Belgium social media we should be on? Exactly. You know? Absolutely. To get more well, bobs. Been a blooming pre- pleasure, my friend. Ple- ple- pleasure. And because of that, we're signing off for the night. We need we- to go to bed. No other one of us can talk. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've words. Um, yeah, to off for now. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.